Read 1,000 books and your words will flow like a river. Virginia Woolf. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Rate Podcast. This is episode 30. This is going to be a Q1 reading and writing recap. I'm going to touch on some of the stories I read this quarter and what I took away from them and also where I am in my writing journey. Am I hitting my writing goals? What can I improve upon? What do I need to do better? And what have I done pretty well? Um, I thought I would do these throughout the year at the end of each quarter, kind of like a business, kind of like a quarterly update call where you kind of check in with yourself and say, am I meeting expectations? So let's hop right into it and kind of go over what I read. So the first book that I read was The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. I started reading that at the end of December and into early January. This book was straight up fire. This was easily one of the best books I have ever read in my entire life, and it made me really excited to start reading more in 2021. Essentially, it's a thriller. It's about this girl who sits on a train into London every day to keep up the illusion that she's still working at her job. Meanwhile, she's a raging alcoholic. She's been fired. She hides bottles of white wine in her purse and sips them through paper bags on the train. And every day she passes by this house where she sees this perfect couple whom she gives a nickname to and she feels so hopeful about them and kind of lives vicariously through them because her own marriage fell apart. Essentially, there's a lot of twists and turns and she finds out that this couple isn't who they appear to be. In fact, the woman actually goes missing and is thought to be dead. So she kind of gets herself involved in the case and she was actually around the train station the night this woman disappeared, but she doesn't remember it because she was drunk. And there's a lot of things about that night that she doesn't remember. And the story is really about her uncovering that, what ha- really happened to her marriage, and there's a lot of other players. It's extremely fast-paced, very well-written, and I love the characterization. 10 out of 10, could not recommend it enough. What I really took away from that book as a writer is that Strong characterization and strong plot is really unbeatable. And I know that sounds simple, but I can only imagine how difficult it was to actually execute the writing of this story. The second book I read was Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carlino. And this is a romance. It was told from two different perspectives, the guy and the girl, Matt and Grace. And I found them to be very likable characters. And I actually liked the dual perspective Typically, I'm not a fan of that. Typically, I always think you can execute one perspective and tell the story as needed, but I thought that it kind of worked in this situation. The story was pretty good. However, I found it a little bit corny, cheesy, and overdone in some capacity, but I feel like if you're a strong fan of romance, you would really like this book, and the ending did make me cry. So lots of bonus points for that. I found the story dragging a bit in certain places, But overall, the likability of the characters would make me recommend this book. I found the book dragging in some places and also some of the more sexual scenes to be too graphic for my taste. It could have been a little bit more fade to black and less cheesy. But overall, I would recommend this book, especially to people that enjoy romance. My takeaway from this book as a writer is if your target audience is romance, that's great. But I love books that have a little bit more than just a romantic plot line. The next book I read was My Lovely Wife by Samantha Downing. Now, this book is a little bit disturbing. I actually found it on TikTok 
And if you're not getting book recommendations from TikTok, what are you doing? I found so many good books on there. Essentially, this book is about two normal serial killers, these suburban people that live a relatively normal life. The husband is a tennis coach, the wife sells real estate, and they're raising their two kids in their suburban community. They start out as serial killers accidentally, as kind of protecting um, the wife from her sister. And from there, it kind of spirals and they get this sick sort of fascination with it. So it is disturbing. I do like thrillers, but I don't like anything like super graphic. And at times it was too graphic for me because of the detail the author put in about the killings. And the ending is very, very disturbing. So the story just gets more disturbing as it goes on. I will say that I thought the beginning and ending were extremely fast paced. However, the middle lagged. And I think that's because the characterization wasn't entirely there. Um, the male main character his ghost, his past experience that sort of traumatized him was that his parents never really thought he was good enough. They didn't think he was good enough to be um, a tennis superstar. They questioned his life choices. And there was some flashback to that, but I didn't feel like enough of a connection to that or that that was enough of a motivator for this guy to become a serial killer. And I think that was really... What the author kept alluding to as the motivation for why he felt like he needed to please his wife so much. But I would definitely recommend the book and I would say like 7.5 out of 10. My takeaway as an author is that even the most exciting and twisted plots need solid characterization. Then I read The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins. It's been a very thriller heavy year clearly. This book was fantastic. I would give it about 8.5 out of 10 stars. Um, basically, it's kind of a spoof on Jane Eyre, and the story is told also from two different perspectives, from uh, Jane and B's perspective, and I actually thought this was also really well done, and I liked the dual perspectives in this story as well. It really added a lot of complexity to it. Jane was a very intriguing character. She was a dog walker in this rich neighborhood. She was running away from her past. And we don't really understand why she was running away from her past, but it forced her to steal from the rich. And we kind of felt this interesting and complex empathy for her. Meanwhile, she was juxtaposed with B, this girl that had everything that started this business. And she was missing and thought to be dead. Her best friend Blanche, her body was found at the bottom of this lake house and kind of everyone thought the husband Eddie did it. And when Jane falls in love with Eddie or gets with him to get the life that she wanted, things become really, really complex. And I love all these characters. And for me, um, they didn't actually feel like too stereotypical um, for how the author wanted to portray them. I think that they did have enough complexity to them. Yes, like B is this very like Southern Belle with sort of this like Lily Pulitzer-esque business, but I thought it was interesting and I really liked it. Essentially, there's a lot of twists and turns, but there's a lot of characterization and uncovering about Jane's past, which is really what keeps you very intrigued, the uncovering of Jane and B's past, and also Blanche's. I read online that some people found this book to be slow moving, but I didn't at all. I was very captivated by the characters, 
and the book is relatively shorter, which I liked because I felt like the author was getting to the point. I do think the ending was a bit unresolved, and I kind of wished the author wrapped that up a little bit more. The next story that I read was In Five Years by Rebecca Surley. This was another TikTok recommendation. This is an adult fiction story. Uh, it's a really good one. I really, really enjoyed it. It starts out with the main character becoming engaged and having this like perfect engagement and getting this awesome, um, very distinguished job as a corporate lawyer and everything goes according to plan. Then she has this like weird dream and it feels very real and it's about her life what happens in five years it doesn't make any sense to her she kind of puts it on the back burner um, and then her best friend is introduced and as the story progresses we meet her best friend's love interest who turns out to be this guy in the dream that the main character had that she essentially cheated on her fiance with and hooked up with him and now she feels really weird because this guy she never met was in her dream and she just doesn't know what it means. Her best friend then gets diagnosed with ovarian cancer and this story gets very emotional and it's about a lot of different things and I think it's about so many real things like having a job that you love but also kind of sucks away everything else in your life. It's about having like a mediocre but on perfect paper love it's about, you know, bad things happening to the people that you love and how to deal with that. So it's about a lot of complex and relatable issues and it definitely makes you cry. And I thought this book was fantastic. I would say like 9 out of 10, honestly. And I cannot recommend this enough. I think my takeaways again are this book is very well is very well written. I could easily picture the main character from the opening few pages. Um, the author describes the bagel that she orders, what she wears, um, the fact that her fiancé wears glasses, and I love those little details in a story. They really make the characters come alive for me, and the story was also about a lot of real-world issues, and I found myself very easily empathizing with all of the characters. The next book that I read was The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. And this book was highly, highly recommended on social media. I will say that the first few pages are not really reflective of what the story is truly about. The first few pages are almost like an info dump of all the backstory that you need to know. And I think that could have been executed better. But then once you get into the actual story, there's great characterization. The story is really fast paced and really interesting. It's one of the quickest paced stories that I've read this year. Um, and I think it's right up there with The Girl on the Train. I did like The Girl on the Train a little bit better. Um, but essentially, this psychotherapist or psychologist, as we would say probably in America, um, is assigned this case of this woman who supposedly killed her husband, is not speaking, and her only communication was painting this picture. And he's trying to get her to speak and basically save her and he seems very good and invested in the case and then we sort of learn like lots of things about him and his backstory his relationship with his wife and the fact that his wife is cheating on him with some mysterious man and the story is really good online and everywhere They're, they always say that there's like this huge twist and i was definitely trying to figure it out and I thought the twist would be that the main character would kill his wife like 
Alicia, the patient in the home, supposedly killed her husband. Like, I thought that was what the twist was going to be, and I was pretty confident in it, but that is not the twist, and it's even more unexpected, but I should have seen the signs, and I can easily see all the clues the author gave me, and I feel dumb for not picking up on it, (laughs) but it is a good book, and I think the characters are deep, and the plot is pretty interesting, so... I would totally recommend this story as well. I would give it about an 8.5 out of 10. I don't think it's like one of the absolute best books I've ever read, but it was a really strong book and it was really intriguing. And finally, what I'm reading currently, I'm about halfway through. I'm reading Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. She also wrote The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which I have not read yet, but I'm planning on reading later this year. This book is essentially about... Daisy and Billy, they're two artists back, I think it's like the 70s, maybe the 60s, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. But at any rate, they're musicians and they combine and Daisy becomes the next member of the band The Six. And the story centers a lot around drug addiction um, and the troubled lives of these musicians. Um, I find the story to be dragging a lot. Um, I think the story could have definitely been condensed. It's like over 400 pages and I don't think it needs to be that long. I also find it really annoying. The author wrote um, in line format, kind of like a play where, you know, we'll say Billy and then we'll have the sentences and we'll say Daisy and have the sentences and then it switches like with a lot of different characters, like other members of the band, like Karen and Graham and their manager. Um, So I just find it like a little bit annoying, the format of the story. I've heard, again, that it's a really good book and people really like the ending, so I'm not going to make a final judgment until I finish it. But right now, I kind of find it like a bit overrated and not one of my favorites compared to all of the other books that I've read so far this year. As far as my writing update goes, I had been working very intensely and passionately on a story. Um, I don't like to give the titles of my work in progresses online, but um, the story was essentially sci-fi and like dystopian sci-fi, um, but realistic and more like with a political bend rather than like alien space opera, that kind of thing. Um, so soft science fiction, if you will. I don't know why it took me so long to get to that, but <laughs> anyway, Um, I was writing that and I was working really hard on it, but I just found the story going off in too many different directions. I found myself doing too many edits on it. And when that happens, I know that the story is kind of out of control for me. I also was feeling very like uninspired to work on it. So rather than continuing to push myself to work on that for a second whole year, I decided to switch into a different story that's a big takeaway I have. When you feel sort of burnt out with a piece, when you've been working on it for longer than a year, it is probably time to switch to another story Um, because I felt like I was nowhere near done with this story. Um, I do feel like some of my best writing was in that story. I feel like some scenes were very vivid and really, really good scenes, but I just didn't have the entire vision for the story and that's okay. I think I can continue writing that story some other time in my life, but It's just not for right now, and I don't think it's the kind of story that's marketable enough as a new writer to really put out there. I think it's a little bit too philosophical, which is the kind of stuff I'm really drawn to writing. But with that being said, I decided to put that story aside. I was also working on another work in progress. 
um, which is more of a coming-of-age story set in the 1980s, kind of historical fiction. Um, and I'm really excited about that story. I really think I found the voice for the main character, and I roughly know the plot. Um, I think I have like 12,000 or 15,000 words of that story written. However, something else was eating away at me. This other story idea that I had that I wrote about 10,000 words of last year in February. And it's a chick lit, um, very contemporary story that touches on some social issues of today. And I felt that if I didn't continue writing that, I would be um, passing up on an opportunity to really to really write a story that might actually be really relevant to, to today's culture. However, I will say by the time I finish it, it might not be relevant. So I guess that's the risk I'm taking, but I'm really trying to push onward with this story and get and get it written. As of today, I'm at 27,000 words and I would just like to finish one draft of it, even if the first draft is only 50 or 60,000 and I want it to be more like 90,000 words. I just want to finish it and really get the concrete parts of the story out, the parts that I know have to be in the story without adding too much fluff or changing my mind about things or going into a crazy, a crazy editing mode. So I'm just really working on churning this story out. I am going to be taking a vacation, so I'm going to be off work for an entire week and I'm not going to be writing, so I know that's going to set me back a little bit, but I think it's definitely a mental refresher that I really need. I would encourage all of you to take some time off every quarter as well. I think it's really beneficial for us in so many different ways. But I'm excited about this story. It's taken an unexpected twist. I'm writing from two perspectives, which is something I really never do. And I think that I have a story on my hands and hopefully I can have the discipline and vision to really finish this first draft. Let me know how your writing goals are coming along by sounding off in the comments or telling me on Twitter. I would love to interact with you. I would love if you would subscribe to this podcast if you've been listening. Um, I see my analytics and I do see people um, who are listening and I can see the trends, but I don't see as many people subscribe to this podcast as I would like. So definitely hit that subscribe button. It helps me out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Keep reading, keep writing, and keep querying. And I'll talk to you guys on our next road trip.